right? So with that in mind, let's get into what we're going to talk about today uh, in consideration of the whole, right? Is that good? You, we're all in agreement here, right? All right. I got so many things going on here. doing so much other stuff and I didn't have my tablet so I didn't prepare it so thank God for technology so we'll do it like this alright we'll uh, operate off of our phone today since my tablet is not ready. All right, let's, uh, we, we've been talk, we talked about in consideration of the whole, and I know we ended with Second Peter, right? And so let's go back to Second Peter 1. All right? That's what we ended last week, right? Second Peter 1. You know, we're talking about the whole picture. So a lot of times where, you know, you we're battling through things or we're carrying certain weights or things seem insurmountable because, uh, you know, a lot of times when you're frustrated, you're depressed or you're weighed down, you're weighed down. Why? Because you figure you've done everything, right? And so, so, so we spend time uh, uh, talking uh, last week, how there's some things we have not considered. And as we navigate through this life, we have to consider the whole, the whole picture. Um, and so, Second Peter 1, 2 through 9, I'm going to read it out of the uh, amp- Amplified Classic. I was going to say Classic Amplified because that's what I call it. But Venetia calls it the Amp C. So we're going to read it out of the Amp C. So she's taking the part of Pastor Mel. She calls the Amplified the Amp. And she just adds the C, all right? So we're going to read it out of the Amp C. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds kind of weird, but we'll work with it. We'll work with it, okay? So it says, may God, may, I'll say, may grace, God's favor and peace, which is is perfect well-being. So God's favor and peace, the peace is a perfect well-being, all necessary good, all spiritual prosperity, and freedom from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts be multiplied to you in the full, personal, precise, and correct knowledge of God. Now, it's important to have the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, the interesting thing is, and is a conjunction. So it's saying the knowledge of God and in addition to Jesus Christ our Lord. Just wanted to just emphasize that because we spent some time talking about trying to make them the same people this week. Not trying to make them, but thinking they're the same people. All right. It says, for his divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness. It says, through the full personal knowledge of him, who called us by and to his own glory and excellence or virtue. Said so by means of these 
has he's bestowed on us his precious and exceeding great promises so that through them you might you may I'm sorry escape by flight from the moral decay rottenness and corruption that is in the world because of covetousness that's lust and greed and become sharers partakers of the divine nature for this very reason adding to your, your diligence uh to the to the divine promises, employ every effort in exercising your faith to develop virtue, excellence, resolution, Christian energy, and in exercising virtue, develop knowledge, intelligence, and in exercising knowledge, develop self-control, and in exercising self-control, develop steadfastness, patience, endurance, and in exercising steadfastness, develop godliness or piety, and in exercising Godliness develop brotherly affection, and in exercising brotherly affection, develop Christian love. Look, for as these qualities are yours and increasingly abound in you, they will keep you from being idle and unfruitful, right? Until the full personal knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. It says, for whoever lacks these qualities is blind spiritually short-sighted, seeing only what is near to him or her and has become oblivious to the fact that he, has, that he or she was cleansed from old sins, right? And so it's so interesting. It's talking about there's levels to this, as we talked about last week. There's levels to this. So it's not just I accept Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, and I ride that out until Jesus comes. It's not just I come to church from time to time and I write that out to Jesus come. Or I participate in the choir and I write that out to Jesus come. No, there's levels. You got to keep adding on. Uh, let me see. Skip the lesser world. Uh, I'm going to start at verse 5 of King James. It says, beside this, right? Now, this is after he said you escaped the, the corruption of the world. Verse 5, it says, beside this. And this is after you've taken on the divine nature, Right? Because he said all that in the previous verses, right? It says, beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. So we just can't have faith, virtue. And to virtue, knowledge. And to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. Right? And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity or love. So it's saying, keep adding these things. It says, if these things, all this list, be in you. So we have to consider all of this in considering the whole. It says, now, now this says, if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. It, but this is, I like the way this says it. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off. See, see, so this is the thing. Like, we, we're, we're paralyzed when we can't see ahead of us. If you was driving in a fog, you'll slow down when it gets thick because you can't see beyond where you're at and you're worried about what, crashing, right? It's so, so it says if we don't have these list of, of building virtues, we can't see afar off. So, so we're, there's things missing and that's why we're going through frustrations, right? right? We talked about the asset of the Holy Spirit this morning. Some people aren't even thinking about the Holy Spirit. Right? Because you got to yield. You got to float to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. 
to be led by the Holy Spirit. You got you to gotta yield to the Spirit. You got to shut out all that fleshly noise to be led by the Spirit. So a lot of people aren't even led by the Spirit. You know, you know people are in situations and they, they see themselves where they want to be and they, they, they open their mouth too soon because they're not led by the Spirit, right? They jump in situations and then they get embarrassed because they're not led by the Spirit. Or they jump into situations and they're corrected and they get offended. A person that's led by the Spirit is not offended. They're excited that there's adjustment that they need to make. But, but people that are in the flesh are always offended because, because they're trying to protect themselves. From what? They're trying to save face. But they won't allow the brokenness. But we grow through brokenness. Except the corner we fall to the ground and die. Can't bring forth fruit. Right? Humble yourself in the sight of God and he'll exalt you in due time. And we get opportunities for humility and we fight against it. Right? Constantly fighting against it. Now, why are we fighting against it? Because we believed, I can't be wrong. I'm perfect. I'll let that sit for a second. All right? All right, see, so, so, so we talked about how in the consideration of the whole, I won't get into the whole details of it, it's our authoritative worldview. Remember, we talked about the different levels of, of, of how we view life. Um, I won't get into all that right now. All right, so Christ, when we accept Christ, the anointing one and the anointing, he changes our authoritative view, which changes our priorities. So look, Christ changes our worldview, which changes our priorities. So if any man be in Christ, I heard somebody, Z, I think you highlighted today uh, when Trina was teaching, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, right? Old things are passed away. Right? Behold, all things are, bec- are become new. So they're not new, they're becoming new. So if I'm submerged in Christ, um, crucified, right? If I'm crucified in Christ, if I'm buried in Christ, a lot of things should be coming new. I shouldn't be carrying around the old ways and the old things. Now, how does that change? My, it, my priorities start to change. So where I used to play off of what was comfortable for me, uh, what was convenient for me, you know, some of my pursuits change. Like my whole, my whole flow changed because now I'm like, I'm taking all my pursuits and I'm going, now I'm committed to Christ. Here, Lord, I'm offering this to you. I've always wanted to do this, but I never asked you if you always wanted to do this through me. So I'm offering it to you. No, I'm not offering it like, Lord, if you want, if you want me to shut this down, I'll never do it again. But on the inside. I'm going, man, surely you want me to do this because I've invested a lot of time in it. And if I, if, if I leave it now, people are going to say, think I failed, right? Christ don't care what people think. He wants you to have victory in what he purposed you to do, right? Not look good in front of other people's and go back into doing something that he didn't tell you to do. Fail again because you're outside of God's will. Yeah, when I used to do that with basketball, I was like, Lord, if you want me to stop playing basketball, I will. I invested a lot in it. I kept going to camps. I did well in camps. You know, I had a, you know, I was, I was, people would recruit me to play in all different types of teams. I'm playing against these different professionals. So I'm like, surely you don't want me to shut down basketball. 
But, but I didn't say that. I was like, though, if you want me to change some basketball, I will. Now, now, interesting enough, when I made that statement, I was not in ministry at all. So when I shared that with God, I'm like, see, I, I couldn't see ministry because I had my basketball lenses on. But this is what I do now is what I'm supposed to do, <laughs> whether you believe it or not, right? right? But I couldn't see what God has fulfilling me like me achieving the goal that I established for myself. I was just waiting for the amen. Where's the amen? See, I be getting these amens out here. Like, I ain't getting no amen. Nobody know what I'm talking about? So, oh, okay, we, gonna, we, we doing discernment today? That's what we doing. <laughs> so, can I get some amens? <laughs> we need to speak into your lives. Don't be trying to hide behind that mask, Cynthia. I see you. <laughs> All right. I was just like, what are we doing, y'all? I thought we was together. We a team, right? Right? Okay, thank you. It's time to say amen. Just stay up there. All right, okay. So, so our priorities change, right? Now, 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 okay. Our priorities, our priorities should change. But how many of our priorities have changed since we've embraced Christ? That was, that was like an amen. That was like an amen. It was like, kind of like, it was, it was a different version, you know. It was kind of like, you know, you just got to be able to interpret. Mm. <laughs> All right, so, so let's look at this priority thing. Let's go to Hebrews 10. Let's go to Hebrews 10. Because you want the promises, right? You signed on for the promises, didn't you? Then you sign on because you want, listen. Listen, obviously, not this Wednesday, next Wednesday, we're going to talk about the reward of the faithful, right? There's a reward. So you want the promises, right? Like you show, you're looking for something, right? So I don't understand. How come I'm getting a whole lot of yes and amens for you looking for something? (laughs) When we was was on the other area. (laughs) All right. So, so, So let's go to Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. And we're going to lock in here on verse uh, 36, but we'll, we'll start at uh, verse 35, all right, because we, we come into the kingdom, we're trying to live this life in the kingdom, and we're locked into a certain flow, right? right. We're giving our life to Christ, all right, but sometimes we get weary and well-doing. How many of you ever been weary and well-doing? Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm watching y'all, see? I'm, <laughs> See, I'm reading y'all. I'm reading, you, 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 see, you, see, you see, you get certain responses for certain things, right? Right? You see that? Amen. Right? Right? Smiling and everything. All right. Now, I, I need you to keep that, that, that flow, right? Don't shift it now. Let's, we got to need to be consistent, right? Consistent, right? All right. So, verse 35 says, to cast not away your confidence. Right? For it has great recompense. That means it's going to produce something. Mm-hmm. Of what? Reward. Reward. Yes. Yeah. Don't cast away your confidence, John. 
You signed on for something. Hold on to your confidence, right? Right? Hold on to your confidence, right? Don't cast away your confidence. There's a reward attached, right? We all in agreement with that. Next verse. Verse 36. Now, we had to, that was Hebrews 10.35. Verse 36, it says, but for, for we have what? Need of patience. Yeah. Well. <laughs> right, oh, that's, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not go too fast. Let's go back to 35. All right, all right. Cast not away your confidence because it has great recompense of reward. Yeah. So there's a reward for this life, right? There's a reward, right? We're in agreement. Yes. I, I noticed y'all a little more excited on the reward part, right? Yes. All right. Now, next verse. Four. Now, are those verses separate or together? They, they wrote, it's a continuance, right? For you have need of what? Patience. I'm going to stop right there. You have need of patience. After you've done what? You might receive. Yeah, I didn't say Mike. Venetia said For the people who are watching online, Venetia said Mike. But think about it. Now, there's, there's, a, there's something going on here. There's a reward, but I have to be patient. And what am I doing in my patience? I'm just sitting around waiting. I'm doing the will of God, right? Ah, now that brings us back in consideration of the whole. Because sometimes we're not considering God's will. But we're looking for the reward. We're looking for the promise. But we're not lined up with God's will. The Bible says having the readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Right? So we're not being obedient to God's will, but we still expect a promise. You ever see somebody show up? Uh, so, I, so I coached for a while. I coached for a long time. And so as I was coaching, players would show up mad if they didn't get in the game. But they weren't at practice. And even if they was at practice, they didn't work on the, the, the drills. They didn't know the offense. They didn't know nothing. But they want me to have confidence to put them in the game. But a lot of times when they would get in the game out of fear, they would do their will. Because they didn't know where we were at. So they would get overwhelmed and panic and just do whatever they wanted to do. And what I would tell them is you leaving the team. You're doing your thing. So I can't have confidence when we run that set. See, see, this is, I, I just told my grandson this. We didn't run sets all the time. When we're in transition, do your thing. Keep them off balance. But when they're back on their defense, you got to run the play. Y'all think I'm talking about basketball, don't y'all? Right? See, a lot of times when you're in transition, God says, man, go ahead and flow. Go ahead, flow, 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 flow. He says, but when the devil really got his defense up, you need to run the play. You got to run the plays, man. But a lot of times when the defense is up, we, we panic and keep throwing the ball away. Because why? We ain't running the plays. The plays was designed for the defense. Right? Look, look, hold on. We, John said something. So, so it got to be good. <laughs> we woke John up. It got to be good. We, we used to play together, so that, that's kind of. All right, so y'all got me? 
Now, you know, this chapter is before we get to the faith chapter, right? So he's kind of setting us up for the faith chapter, right? Right? Because he wants us to consider the whole. There's, he says, people aren't considering my will. Let's go to Ephesians 5. Let's go to Ephesians 5. Yeah, you know, sometimes I, I don't think we're evil people. I should have got at least like a... Some of y'all evil for real? <laughs> oh, you turn it to the turn. You to the uh, to the page. That's that's your excuse. <laughs> I'd have jumped on that. I'm not evil, but but I, this is you know I, I really think this way. I don't think most people aren't evil. Most people aren't aren't trying to do anything bad. Uh, a lot of people they end up doing evil things because you know in things anything outside of the will of God is considered evil. They end up doing evil things because of fear. Sometimes it's ignorance, right? Uh, weakness. Uh, you probably won't like this one. Laziness. But, but a lazy person is not trying to cause pain on their life, are they? They just don't have the strength to do what it takes to make sure they don't produce the pain in their life, right? But, but that, they're not intentionally evil, would you say? Or intentionally lazy. I know the parents beg to differ sometimes. They'd be like, you know, you just lazy. You ain't no good. You're trifling. You know, you get a little trifling stuff, right? All right. All right. So work with me here, okay? So I don't think people are intentionally this way, but it works that way. Now, why does it work that way? Because sometimes people don't know the will of God. The Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Did it say sinners? No. It said, my people. So, so, so we tripping because we go, I'm in the kingdom, I'm in the kingdom. Why am I going through this? Well, because I'm in the kingdom, I shouldn't be going through this. But the scripture says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. What is that knowledge? There's things they're not considering. Right? Something in the blind spot. They're not considered. Sometimes we don't want to consider. You ever live life where you don't want to know the truth? Yeah, we should get some amens here because <laughs> now how does not wanting to know the truth play out? You know the person that's always going to tell you the truth and you stay away from them, right? Right? No, I mean, people do that. I'm not saying you do. She said no. No, people do that. You know, they kind of stay away from them. They avoid them. Uh, let's, say, let's say if you're the person with the truth, people come in town to visit you because they miss being around you. The, the, the blessings of favor of your life, the atmosphere you're in, as, as we were talking about with Stella and the family, the, 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 the uh, high school student that start crying in the presence of God, right? And he said, I want to come to your house all the time. Well, we, we have that too. We don't know why we're attracted to be around these people. We get around them, we hang out. Friday, we do something, we go out to eat dinner. Saturday, we go to the movies, this, that, and the other. It's amazing that for some reason, these people get up early in the morning on Sunday to go back home. <laughs> now, since you've known them, they never got up early. But all of a sudden, oh, we're going to get an early start, you know, it was, but you know what that is? It's like you going to church. See, so there, there's avoiding the truth. You see how the noises he make? <laughs> I'm figuring with you. I'm just figuring with you. I'm just figuring with you. 
Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Get back focused. All right, so, <laughs> but when we avoid that truth, do we miss it? No, because we don't know we supposed to, like, if you didn't get it, you don't know what you didn't get, so don't know what you're missing. So now you're in a crisis. Not knowing that God set you up to go visit those people to get the truth that you needed, advanced information, that's what we talk about around here, right? For what was coming. You didn't go get the information. You're in a situation looking for information that you would have got if you didn't avoid the truth. Right? So now you, my people, and you perishing for lack of knowledge. You got me so far? You, you still with me? Yeah, y'all think I was talking about the people that visited your house? Or didn't come visit your house? Or left before they're supposed to come in your house? I'm talking about how we operate sometimes, all right? Okay. Y'all all right out there in TV land? It's, I'm, not, I'm not mad because you left early. I'm just saying. You know, you might have got something that you needed. A lot of people run from hanging out with us. Have run. Right. So Ephesians 5. Did y'all have Ephesians 5? Verse 17. Man, I lifted this boy. Maybe I should have ran this point. <laughs> oh, winded. All right. So uh, verse 17 says, Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Right? What the will of the Lord is. Now, when Christ comes in our life, he should change our priorities. And when he changes our priorities, now we prioritize ourselves in harmony with God's will. Right? Because we have need of patience. After we've done the will of God, we might receive the promise. Right? Now, so, so some of our priorities shift. So now it shifts to, here's some, some priorities in the kingdom. God, his kingdom, his word, his people, and his mission. So God, his kingdom, his word, his people, and his mission. I might have said it different. Was it, did I say it the same? All right. So, so now, these are the things now that we're playing off of. It doesn't mean when we don't do other things, but our priority shift. You know how sometimes your priority is athletics. So when it comes to the kingdom, you're like, like, if athletics come up, you'll go, hey, hold on. God, I'll let you know if I can do that. I got to get approval from the athletic department. I said athletic department. Y'all know what I mean. You know, so sometimes, because now the culture now is, the, the culture on purpose does everything on Sundays. But that doesn't really make a difference for us to have our priorities together. Right? They could do what they want to do. Where uh, all it, some of the jobs, they they have work on Sunday on purpose to see if you're going to use what God gave you. See, with men it is impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible, right? See, so because I was in a situation where I had to work on Sunday, me and some guys we got together and prayed to change shifts. It's, it was seemingly impossible because I was working for corrections. I was a, uh, what do you call them, a, uh, a labored employee. So that means was every time, every year, shifts come around and, and people can bid for the shifts. And the people that had the priority can you, can, you can be on a shift, they can bump you and take your shift. 
right? This was corrections. Well, I'm young. I'm, I'm new. I'm at the job. I don't even know if I was at the job a year. This guy's been there 30 years. So the shift that I wanted was Sundays and Mondays off, 7 to 3. So I can go to church on Sunday, Wednesdays, and Fridays because we had, we had Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday service, right? That's what I wanted. Now, one, the shift was seemingly impossible just by itself. I'm new. I'm just a new employee. Two, because of my seniority, it seemed impossible. Three, because even if I got the shift, somebody can roll up and go, oh, no, 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 no. We're taking that shift. What they told me is, you will have to be here for at least another five years for it even, maybe even sniff the shift and you still can get bumped. So me and some guys prayed, got, got the, we, we, we said every day at 10 o'clock we was going to pray. We, we, we didn't work at the job. We all went to the same church. So every day at 10 o'clock we prayed. I don't know what happened to their jobs, but I ended up getting that, that exact shift and I stayed on that shift until I left the job. Well, how did that happen? Lord, remember in the Bible where it says uh, God sent ambushments? So it's, it's the people that was against the children, they're in their kingdom. They hear like chariots. They get scared and leave all that stuff. <laughs> right? Remember when the lepers came and they found all the jewels? Well, it was kind of like that. When I first came to the institution, no one wanted to work in this particular unit because it was a madhouse. Well, we had came in. God changed it. It was running itself. But no one came nowhere near it because it, they didn't even want to come in proximity just in case some of the guys came out and, and beat them up or something. So nobody would come. Everything had changed. So every time it came to bid for a shift, they didn't even consider my unit to work at. At all. They don't care even if it was the best shift. So cool. They could be thinking what they want to think. I'm chilling at the job. Right? Well, I said that to say I, my priority was kingdom work first. Not athletics. Not business. Right? It's all kingdom work first. When I did that, God changed everything. Listen, my son, I played basketball. I told you I was pursuing professional basketball. I had a pro schedule. I had four games a week. My son played basketball. We had to travel. We put him in a suburban school. We weren't thinking if we was in a city, we could just run around the city. Now we had to travel places I'd never been in my life, right? But guess what? When you showed up at church, you saw us at church. God worked it out. Because our priority was the kingdom. See, seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, his way of doing things, all his considerations, God, his kingdom, his people, right? His mission and what else I say? And his word. Sorry about that. All right. You, you, you got me? No, no, that's not my opinion. That's what God says. God, if God tells you to put him first, you don't think he can take care of everything else? We don't give them a shot. We don't give them a shot because we lean to our own understanding, right? All right, so be not ig ignorant what the will of the Lord is. All right, let's go to, let's do a, a, a Z scripture real quick, Luke 9. 
in consideration of the whole. That's what we're talking about. Luke 9. Am I in Luke 9? I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Right? We should know this scripture by heart. If not, because we read it, because Z is always quoting it, right? It says, and he said unto them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Now, now we know, if, of course, you hear take up your cross, you know, Jesus took up the cross, carried the cross, died on the cross. But we've, uh, one of our discipleship classes here is what? The disciples' cross. And so we learn that, that, that in the cross, uh, the bottom of that cross is anchored in what? The word. the word. Remember I said his word, right? Top of the cross is prayer, right? And faith, right? So we know the vertical uh, cross is what? Our relationship with who? God. God. Now, on the left side of the cross is witnessing. The right side of the cross is fellowship. Ooh. Some of you think witness isn't tough. tough. Fellowship is tough for people. Well, that's our relationship with man. So, so, of course, we talked about the disciples' personality and all that stuff. But just taking up our cross should be word and prayer, right? We should be active in word and prayer. Because the Scripture tells us they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled, Matthew 5, 6, right? So we should be thirsting for God, right? Right? Uh, Matthew 6, 6, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, right? We should be honoring God, right? Right? Uh, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven: 37, love the Lord with all thy heart, soul, and might. Now, the interesting thing is when people kind of rush through the scripture, they think it's saying like spirit, soul, and body. That's not what that scripture says. It says heart, soul, and might. It's telling you to go deeper in giving yourself to God. Right? So it's saying consider everything that it takes to get itself to God, right? Right? So that's a loving God, right? So we talked about thirsting for God. We talked about honoring God, loving God, right? You know, the scripture says in Numbers 6.6, 6, and when it was, it was talking about uh, of them giving a vow, it says you have given your, yourself fully to the Lord, fully to the Lord. So, so there's things we won't even consider giving to God. And then uh, uh, Luke 8 talks about uh, praying on a consistent basis. We want to communicate to God on a consistent basis. Hebrews 11.6, we want to have faith in God. All this is on the video. I know I'm going kind of fast, you know, because I don't want you to be here all day. All right, we have to have faith in God. And then Isaiah 1.19 says, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. We have to be obedient to God. Amen. You see what I'm saying? So, so. Again, in my relationship with God, that top of the cross, it's, it's, it's worship and prayer. Do you understand what worship really is? See, it's an extreme level of love, and I'm giving all of myself to God. So it's not just lifting up my hands in, in, in a, in a, when a song is sang, right? It's lifting up my life as I operate through the melody of God's design. You see what I'm saying? So I'm offering my life up all the time. We struggle with offering our hands up. I get that. You know, but we're offering our hands up. Our hands represent service, right? But, but it's giving my life to God. And the thing is, we say how much we love God, but do we worship him? 
Or do we worship the job? Do we worship our family? Do we worship our kids? Do we worship the athletics? And you know what the struggle with athletics is since I'm a transparent parent? You know what the struggle out here with athletics is? Like, there might be one, there might be the tiger. Ti- you know, tiger is dad. Ever since he was a kid, he had him, you know, hitting, hitting uh, golf balls, right? Right? And then you got the, the Williams sisters. You know, dad, ever since they was kids, he had them hitting tennis balls, right? You know, then people saw the Michael Orr story, even though he's suing the people for lying, right? So they saw that, they saw that story, you're the blind side, right? Right, blind side, blind side, right? So what happens is people don't realize they're not playing off of God's fit for them. That was their custom design. They're trying to, yeah, okay. I blew it over here, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to snatch my kid up. And instead of allowing them to operate in their purpose, I'm going to direct them into what I think could make this family prosper. I've heard parents tell kids, you need to go there and do that for the family. And the kid is like, I don't want to go there, and I didn't want to do that. Right? What is the challenge? The challenge is we don't trust God. And we spend all of this time and all these resources away from the presence of God. Missing the knowledge of God. If you lack these things, you can't see afar off. Right? And we justify it. Remember we did the teaching on the money point of view? Y'all remember that? Well, you know what the theme was. Money says it's okay. I know, God, I can't spend time with you. Money says it's okay. You know, uh, I can't spend time with my family. Money says it's okay. Did God say it's okay? All right, so, so listen, obviously I play sports. My kids play sports. My grandsons play sports. I talked to my grandson this week. As much as I, I, I want him to play his game, where you at with the word? The same post that I share with anybody else, my grandson get the same post. My granddaughter, I'm talking to her about the, we talking about the word. We got a meeting on, we've been miss, missing it these past few Sundays. Right, because we want them prioritized with God. They asked to be baptized. We, we didn't, y'all, y'all better get baptized up in here. They did, my granddaughter, the youngest one, she led the crew last year. She got baptized. My grandson was coming here. He wanted to get baptized. And my granddaughter, because they're like best friends, she got baptized. It's not just about baptism, it's priorities. That's why I like Stella's story about her, the high school kids coming to their house and without you teaching a scripture, young man started crying because he sensed the presence of God and didn't want to leave the house. They ain't ain't break down no scripture, no doctrine. They're seeking first the kingdom of God. They created an atmosphere for God, right? Look, see how, see how God works? I was just talking about Stella and what she shared, and she walked in the door. See? See, it works out fine. All right, so, so, so <laughs> flowing in the gifts in here, right? All right, so, so the, the next thing besides worship and prayer, of course, is being anchored in the Word. Scripture says, man, should not live by bread alone, but what? Every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, right? Every word. Look, look, and we want to be successful and fulfilled, but the Bible even says, it says meditate on the word day and night and do all that's written there in the word. It says then shall you make your way prosperous. Then shall you have good success. So the same, it's almost like saying 
Uh, you have need of patience. After you done the will of God, you might receive the promise. It said meditate on the word day and night and do all that's written in the word that you're meditating. You'll be successful and prosperous. We're trying to get to success and prosperity. And we're, not, we're meditating on a lot of things, but not the king. But we're looking for success and prosperity. And I'm going to hit y'all with this one because I love y'all. You know why? Because we stubborn. Otherwise, interpret as prideful. Once we've locked into a certain direction of what we want to do and how we feel, we can hear God's word. I'm going to say this. This is just being facetious. God probably can show up himself. And we go, no, that's not what I was planning. That's not my plan. That's not what I'm doing. Nope, I'm not doing that. Mm -mm. Nope. And I'm not putting anybody down. I'm saying when we, we go through the, from the discipleship's cross to the disciples' personality in our discipleship class, you know why? Because the next thing after you take up your cross, you got to give up your philosophies, your personalities, your how I feels. Like that's prideful to think your, how you feel is bigger than God. Pastor Mel just saying he's bigger. <laughs> But it's something in us that won't allow us to yield. Like, like no matter what, mm, you'd be going in the right direction. As soon as this, the person tells you something that God is saying, like, something you tighten up, like, I ain't doing that. Or sometimes you go, well, you better convince me I need to do that. Th- that position is prideful. Because that position is, I've arrived, you got to prove to me if I need to leave the place I've arrived at. That's pride. And and, and, can I say this? On the struggle bus. You've arrived at the struggle bus. Like, do do you understand, like, like, the results are independent of your choices. The results are because of your choices. I'm sorry, that's not fair to say. The results are because of our choices. Right? Isn't it? It is. But we're like pretending the the results don't exist, and we're talking to somebody that's fulfilled. That young man, I don't know how how old he was. Uh, Stella's gone. How old was he? Uh, Was he a freshman too? Sophomore. So what, 15 at the most? 15, he knew the difference between all the houses he's been in, and with all due respect, might even been his own house, <laughs> and being in the Dixon's house. Like he wasn't prideful. He's like, listen, if I could just stay here, I'm good. But some of us, somebody will come, you see the peace on their life, you see the brilliance, the joy on her life, she'll say something and be like, mm-hmm. Well, you're going to have to move me, Pastor Mal. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm on a struggle bus, but I don't, I don't see the bus. <laughs> that's not putting nobody down. Listen, that's why I changed my life. I didn't like the life. I didn't like what's happening. So I could be as cool as I wanted to. I can be as articulate as I wanted to. Because I don't know how people was listening to me. People was like, I love talking to you. I don't know what I was saying. I had no word. And I was struggling. You following me because I sound good? Hey, you need to pull the curtain back from what I'm saying and look at how I'm living. 
All right, okay. Y'all, y'all, did, did I, did I, we good? All right, okay. All right. That's my cardio, all right? Didn't do no cardio this morning. That's my cardio. Just running up and down, back and forth, uh, up and down. All right, so, 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 okay, that's the word. So we got worship. That's that top part of the cross. We got word fellowship. Scripture says don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Fellowship, right? Right? And that's uh, Hebrews 10.25, right? Right? Don't forsake the assembly. The scripture talks about us being fitly joined together, right? There's something that somebody has that you need. Do you understand? When everything was started in Genesis, and the reason why God created fellowship for Adam, he said it's not good for man to be alone. That's male and female underneath, you know, the creation of man, right? It's not good for us to be alone. Why? We talk about it around the church here all the time. You're going to lean to your own understanding, right? Right? Then you can end up what? Deceiving yourself, right? So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, lean to your own understanding. James chapter 1, you can end up deceiving yourself, right? And then we just read this the other day. I forgot. So many teachings. Well, uh, 2 Timothy 2, you can oppose yourself and have to be recovered from yourself. Most of us are trapped by ourselves. I know we're talking about liberty, right? That's what it was, talking about liberty. All right, so that's why it's not good to be alone. We talked about in Guy Talk accountability. And, and, and uh, uh, Minister James said he had read a survey where most men that go to churches don't participate in men's fellowship. And so he walked us through and asked us why. Why do you think that is? Accountability. Listen, do you know people establish counseling sessions with me? And obviously I'm busy sometimes I can't meet them, but they'll just drop off. Why? I wish I could talk to my pastor as much as is, is, is we talk to people. No, I'm not putting it out. I, I, I had an opportunity to one-on-one talk to my pastor once a year. So what I did was, fine, I can only meet with you once a year. I'm going to sit up front. I'm, a, I'm right taking notes on every message. Amen. I'm going to study out every message. Amen. I'm going to press in and helps. I became an armor bearer. So he didn't even have to tell me. I found out he was going out of town. I was just finding out where he was preaching. I'll be there serving him as if he paid me. Right? Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to do Elijah. I'm going to, I'm going to, you, you draw from what you, so, what you press into. And so I just press, I was, and one day I told him, I said, listen, you ain't got to take me no bat, bat, baseball games or nothing. I need what's in your spirit. Right? Because his, he was locked into God. You understand what I'm saying? Right? So, so I was going to get what I needed. I heard David say that too. Didn't you tell me that? Right. Right. So, Fellowship is important, right? You know, and again, of course, you, 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 you do that in your interaction with God's people. Remember, we talked about his people, right? And, and it creates a, a responsibility and accountability. You actually do want somebody stretching you, even though I know you don't want nobody stretching you. But you really do. And it's hard. It's hard for me. I tell, I mean, I've been lifting all my life, man. This guy was showing me how to lift the right way. And it was uncomfortable because it was hurting because he had me lifting more weight than I'm usually lifting. Like, I had never lifted more than 305 pounds in my life. And so, so he had me lifting it, and I was like, okay, that's nice. 
But I knew I didn't have the technique down, so what I did was I decided to go to another gym <laughs> till I could master the technique. <laughs> because I didn't want to keep coming in there every, every day and, and he'd be like, all right, like get, he'd like, get your back under it, get your arms together, like, come on, man. So then, so, so, but I did do everything he told me to do unsupervised. So I forgot about that I did that. I forgot. I ended up at the gym that one day, and when I walked in the gym, I walked in, I worked out, and I, and, and I looked, I said, oh, he's here. Sure enough, he walked right over. But what he said was, okay, okay, all right, okay, you've been doing what I told you. So I felt pretty good, you know what I'm saying? But I just let y'all know transparently, I, I, like, I don't want nobody, I don't want it either. <laughs> but I got I to gotta take it. The accountability. The stretching. Right? Y'all didn't hear that other part either. Even though I was unsupervised, I did what I was asked to do. Y'all, y'all missed that. In the midst of y'all getting in agreement with, that's good, thank you. All right, all right, so, so we good? All right, but we need the accountability, right? So that's, that's what the fellowship is for. And then witnessing. Now, the scriptures, that's the great commission, right? Go ye to all the world what, and preach the gospel, right? Right? That, and and, and uh, Trina talked about the gentleman that was trying to witness because he had a passion for it, but he didn't get nobody saved. A master life discipleship class, you know, uh, day one, being filled with the spirit, <laughs> Right? Right, put a plug in there. <laughs> right, it's on video. She just taught it this morning. It's on video, and and the guy uh, ran into someone that exposed them to some men of God that their life changed by being filled with the Spirit. Once he got baptized with the Spirit, he was able to go witness to people. Right, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you shall be a witness uh, unto me, unto the unto Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. That's similar to saying unto Charlotte, unto North Carolina, unto the other parts of the world, right? But it says, Acts chapter 1, 8, the Holy Spirit power comes on you. Now, we're talking about the indwelling, the regeneration of your spirit, Titus 3, when you accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. We're talking about the infilling being filled up. Even in uh, uh, Peter was was breathed on in, in John 20, and then Acts chapter 2, they was, you know, you had Pentecost took place. Acts chapter 4, they got filled again. You read it, Acts 4.31, read it for yourself. Because the scripture says, be being filled. If, uh, Ephesians 5.18, you read that today too, right? Right? Then you'll see there's another situation in Acts chapter 9 where it says, have you been baptized with the Holy Spirit since you believed? We didn't know there was another baptism. Oh, no, 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 no. This he spake of the Spirit. Even when he said, there's what I give you, you'll never thirst. It'll be in you rivers of living water. It says, this he spake of the Holy Spirit. He wasn't talking about John 4, 14, the indwelling. He was talking about John 7, 37 through 39, the, that, that, that infilling to overflowing. You see what I'm saying? So, so it's, look, but if you don't consider these things, you'll be like, I don't understand. Why am I not effective? And now, why have I gotten to a point where I ain't even trying to talk to nobody about Jesus? I ain't, I ain't told nobody about Jesus probably in the last 10 years. I'm just, I spend most of my time 
uh, nursing my problems. But Jesus lost someone close to him and went out and, and ministered. Every time, go look in the Bible. Something was happening to him on one end. He was like, okay, you coming at me? I'm actually going to minister to folk, right? If we take our attention off ourselves and maybe help somebody else get out, that's the seed you show for you to get out, okay? Does that make sense? Amen. All right, that's witness. Um, all right, so, so this whole point of this teaching, maybe for the next couple of weeks, is for us to locate what we're playing off of because sometimes we're frustrated because we think we've done everything. That's normally when you're depressed, right? When you feel that you've done everything. Yeah. Now, the thing is, what we'll find out is there's stuff that we can't see. The scripture says what? They have uh, eyes, but they don't perceive. Why? Because they're more leaning on their natural eye instead of their spiritual eye, right? But the scripture says the interest of the word Bring of light gives understanding to the simple. Look, look, look. That's Psalm 119, 130. Psalm 119, 105 says the word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. So the reason why he tells you to absorb his word, because the word will show you where you're really at. That's a lamp unto your feet. Right? But it won't just show you where you're really at. It, 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 once it elevates in you, it'll be a light unto your path. It'll show you where you're going and what's out ahead of you. But when you lean into your own understanding, you're delusional about where you really are. That's why people get offended when they're not given position because they felt they deserve it. But promotion comes from God. Do you understand God doesn't need that person to promote you? He can promote you. How come he didn't show up? Because he gave you delegated authority to submit to. So, so, so the reason why he hasn't promoted you because you think you're ready. Because you're not, there's things you haven't seen or considered. They're in your blind spots. And we take on these things of the world, the lust of the world, right? And we think we feel good and we see something. I, I tell you a story. I was talking to a friend of mine and, and we were real close um, growing into things of God but the person that slipped into doing something or that, that you know, rocked his whole family's world. Well, I, what, 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 I had to go talk to the person. So when I went to talk to the person, this, is, this, this person uh, really impacted my life, shared some things to help me in my life, um, challenged me in different areas of my life. So I'm like, well, how do I share this? And the person's a confident speaker. So... As what I did when I met my wife and I was trying to get her to realize she had too much of a guard up, I told her a story. Remember the castle story that we told y'all? Well, I told him a story. I said, oh, sis, I said, I'm driving down the street. I'm in a car. You're in a car. Right? I call ahead and say, hey, man, what you doing? You can't see. And you go, man, you don't know what you're talking about. I can see. I said, tell me what you see. He said, man, I see a dashboard. I see my steering wheel, this, that, and the other. So I know what I'm talking about. I can see. I said, yeah, but if you clear your windshield, you, you, you'll see that you've just ran over the last three people going down the road. What I told him was, I'm not telling you you can't see at all. I'm telling you there's things you're missing in your blind spots. And you know, in the other car, I can see your blind spots. You can't. 
That's why the Bible says two are better than one. Because the one by themselves can't see their blind spots. But the other person has a vantage point to see into your blind spots. But when they tell you what's in your blind spots because you can't see it, you fight against it. But no, it's in your blind spots. So a lot of times, some of y'all would be a witness to this. That's why I be telling y'all stories, right? So a lot of times you, 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 you'll be listening because I'll be telling you what I'm going through or what I learned, right? Then I have a conversation with, with you just recently. I was telling you what I was going through. He's like, okay, okay, pastor, okay. I'll, I'll meditate on that. Otherwise, what are you trying to say? <laughs> right? But I do that with the, not to attack you, but to hopefully you'll, you'll, as a buffet, you'll see, you'll take some word that will show you where you're at so you can see where you're going. Amen. Right? Amen. Like, we haven't arrived. We say it, but we act like we have. We keep saying, hey, nobody's arrived. That's a wonderful statement. But why are we acting like we have? That, if we haven't arrived, there's a place of humility. We should be open for what we can't see. I tell you, every day I get up, I, try, I don't try to prove what I know. I try to find out what I don't. Because I don't want to be where I'm at. Oh, okay. I'm content, but I'm not satisfied. So what it means is I'm not resting here. So to get from here, I got to find out what I don't know already. What I know up to this point has got me where I'm at. So look at where you're at right now, where you really are, or, or as much as you can see. All that you know has gotten you there. All that you're fighting for has gotten you there. All that you are striving for has gotten you there. If you want to leave from there, you might want to find out what you don't know. And every one of us, there's something we don't know. In some cases, there's something we don't want to know. All right? We good? Right? In consideration of the whole, right? We have to consider the whole picture. So what do we plan off? See, see, see. Are we winging it or detailed in our steps? And I said, no, 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 don't jump to a conclusion. Just settle into the question. Are we winging it? Y'all know, know what I'm talking about by winging it. Or are we detailed in our steps? Because if we're winging it, there's a lot we're going to miss. Right? The scripture says to walk circumspectly, Ephesians 5.15. It says redeem the time, 5.16, maximize your moments. Okay, don't take this as a put down, but this is just a reality. When I was a child, spake as a child, thought as a child, understood as a child, when I became a man or a mature male and female, put off childish things. The difference between a child and a mature male or female is a child is winging it. Sometimes as, as adults, young adults and adults, we're still winging it because we're still acting childish. We didn't like when we were held accountable as a child. So we couldn't wait to break out into adulthood to do what we wanted to do. No, you're supposed to break out in adulthood and be intentional. Maximize your moments, not winging it. I don't want to do that. It's not about what you want to do. It's about what's best. All things are lawful, but not expedient. Best, 1 Corinthians 6, 12. Right? 
So we have to be intentional. Like, do you think it's freedom that you're just sitting around? I ain't doing nothing. I'm just doing what I want to do. No, that's bondage. Because most of the time, listen, you can watch TV all day. If anybody's smart enough to know, there's not always something you like. Most of the time, it's like, I don't even know, like all these channels, they, they, they tell you, you got thousands of movies, and they're all the same movies over and over and over again. Like, it's like the same, like, who's, who's, who's pulling this stuff? But, but what I'm saying is you, 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 it feels empty after a while because you can't find anything to do. Well, you don't have to look that hard. It's in you. You have treasures hidden in your earthen vessel. You're not considering the whole of your design. You're not planning off of your design. So now you bust your butt, sit around and find something to do. And if you can't find nothing to do, you watch other people living their lives and living out their purpose. I'm not putting nobody down, but because I've done it. Then I was like, hold on a second. Why am I? Why am I spending all this time watching somebody do, fulfilling their purpose when I can fulfill mine? Like, I'm excited that I, that, oh, I can't wait to see oh, what argument they get in tomorrow. Get in a relationship. Get in your own arguments. <laughs> just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Don't get no argument. <laughs> that, again, that's not a put down either. Wait, listen, uh, okay. Look at the virtuous woman. Like, study her. Like, she was taking care of business. As a housewife, she was taking care of business. Her husband safely trusts her. Listen, we, we claim virtue because we go to church, right? Not because we're diligent, detailed, and excellent. Read that woman. She was thorough. She was not lazy. Did I tell any of y'all y'all was lazy? So once some of y'all walk out here and say that, then it's something coming from within. I, I, again, what do we plan off of? So, so uh, Second Timothy, we got we got a few minutes, uh, literally five minutes. I know I'm probably clocked at another ten, but we'll just do five, just so you can run home and study this stuff out. Yeah, I got one amen. <laughs> Ain't nobody studying this. We done. Once we get out of here, brother, we're going to get something to eat. We ain't going to see this scripture until next week. <laughs> Who you playing? All right, so 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy. Boy, I love my family. All right, 2 Timothy 2, verse 5. Remember I told you, remember all those amens when he's talking about reward, you know what I'm saying, and success. And then we talk about diligent in the word. He's like, one, amen. Yeah, 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 you got something else. What? Uh, I can't even see this thing. All right. 2 Timothy 2.5. It says, and if, if a man also strive for masteries, to master something, yet he is not crowned except he strive lawfully. So what I'm saying is we're, we're trying to master certain things in our lives, right? 
He put my actual 10 minutes up there. You funny. <laughs> we try to master things in our, in our lives. But we, we can't master them if we're not playing by the specific rules. We have to walk circumspectly. So we can't match, match, uh, master getting the promises skipping God's will. We can't master prosperity and success skipping meditating on the word day and night. Right? We have to, we can't master seeing afar off. You know, that's, you know, we write a vision every year for our house. And obviously, you've been around the church. We, we write a vision every year for the church. You know, I hear people all the time talking about supernatural restoration, right? And, and it's happening in their lives. Well, how does that happen? God says something and he shows, shows us something afar off, right? So that's the only way uh, uh, in our eighth year, before our eighth year, it was in our seventh year, in our seventh year, God said, with a vision for next year's new beginnings. So we, he gave us something that was afar off. Well, that's the year we, we purchased this building. When God cast the vision, we didn't have this building. We didn't, the building wasn't even a consideration. Eight is the number of new beginnings. You can't make this stuff up, Right? Like each time God shows, so in our house since 1992, we cast, we want the title of visionary. No, we're supposed to be visionaries. We're supposed to be so clear that we see afar off. And when that vision is cast and the atmosphere it is, boy, she's rolling with details. We need to do this, we do stuff I don't even think of. Boy, she's inspired by the vision to attach the details to it. We have a vision here, folks, doing all types of stuff. Uh, we, uh, we're going to start this over here. We're going to start this here. We want to go on campus here. We want to do this here. Why? Because of the vision. Right? Amen. Same thing in your life. You move with vision. Right? Just write the vision, make it plain. They can run with it that readeth it. Right? But you, it won't be plain, and you ain't writing it if it's blurry and you can't see it. That's Habakkuk 2, 2 through 4. Right? And you're not going to see it unless that you get that word in you and, and, and the fog is clear. Now you start to see the details. So you're playing off of the rule. So, so remember, narrow is the way that leads to life and peace. Broad is the way that leads to craziness and destruction. Well, I'm going to stay within the lines if I can see them. I'm playing off of the rules. So something, something if I get an offer that's enticing, right, but it's outside the lines, Oh, no, I'm not going. Like, whoa, if you can bring that within this, this, this plan, this path, maybe I'll consider it. But I'm not, I'm not leaving the presence of God for that. Yeah. Nothing's taking me out of the boundaries. But if I'm not playing off of the boundaries, <laughs> I'm all over the place. And then I'm over here. And I get, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm right over here. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just all over the place. Then I get over here, <laughs> then now I'm mad because it wasn't what I thought. They're going to try to play me. They're going to try to play me. I ain't the one. Yes, you are. What are you even doing there? Now, I, I, oh, I'm depressed. You know, you're going to cheat me like that. You know, huh? you're going to cheat me like that. Well, I don't trust nobody. No, it ain't, it ain't everybody. It's the situation that played you. And me, and you, and you, and you, and you. We all have been played. Guess what? I got played. You know what I did? Back on the path. 
and, and, and you know what? Hey, hey, you know what my counter is to getting played again? I'm going to stay on track. Hey, you want, oh, this is good, this is good. So I, I'm, I'm from New Jersey, so I spent a lot of time in New York City. Worked in upstate New York, played basketball in New York. Back then, I don't know, it's, it's a little better. It's relative if you say it's better. But Times Square, if you're from there, is a rule. Don't go on Times Square. This is back in the day. They had a, um, with the peep shows, drug dealers, everything. And the thing is, if you weren't from there, you didn't know one of the rules was, don't answer nobody. Somebody, hey, hey, yo, my man, my man. Right? So I would go, instead of 42nd Street, I would go 41st Street because I had to catch the train from Grand Central Station upstate New York. And this is back in the day, don't laugh, but I had, I had to have all my gear in like a fishnet bag, and then I had a, a big radio. I had, a, I had a, you know, had a Toshiba radio, you know, with an equalizer and everything, you know. <laughs> you know, so playing it loud. Now I look back, it's real stupid. But, but I was playing, you know, I had my music playing, you know. And so I'd be walking, and I'd hear, yo, my man, yo, my man. And this was, this was my thing. And, 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 you know, it's probably why I had a quick first step. I was carrying all that stuff. So I'd be walking, yo, my man. <laughs> and this is what I used to say to myself. You, if, 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 if I know you and I'm supposed to talk to you, then you're going to catch up. But I'm not turning around and I'm not stopping. Because once they got you engaged, they got you. I'm not just talking about New York. That's what the adversary does. I just need you engaged. <laughs> <laughs> once, I get you, once I get you again, I got, I got you, right? And so, 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 so we want to play. Boy, this is something else. I, we wanna, oh boy, I, I was just picturing that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So we want to play. We want to play off of the rules. We want to play off of the boundaries, right? Um, uh, we don't want to be establishing our own righteousness. Right? We want to play off of the boundaries. Uh, let's, what's in here with 1 Corinthians 3? And then next week we'll talk about how do we find or how do we see the hold. The hold, okay? <laughs> I'm like tired, man. For real. Come on, winded and stuff. I didn't do no cardio. I just lifted today. All right. Well, obviously, I need to do some more cardio. All right. Stay off of them biscuits, right? All right. So, 1 Corinthians 3, 11. It says, for the foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, it goes on to say if anybody builds on a different foundation. So, it's saying, so we start with our anchoring ourselves, and we anchor ourselves in the foundation. But the only sure foundation that we can anchor ourselves in is Christ. And so now we're playing off of that now. Once I've anchored in Christ, I'm playing off of that. And, and, and you may think, but what about this? No, all things work together for, your, your good, for, the, for the good of those who love God and are called according to and harmony with his purpose. And so it kind of works itself out. Like God shifts things, 
we've been offered a lot of things along the way of growing, and there are things that seem like it could, it could get us to uh, position platforms and, and um, popularity faster. But we didn't do those things, and God just has a way of working it out. We talked to the other the couple of uh, the, the pastors we was ministering in Richmond. Uh, I, I shared a story. They were just talking to us about how come you guys don't charge for your counseling and, and, and weddings and different things like that. And they were saying that it could supplement your income. Like, you guys give of yourselves. You don't make that much money. And, and I, you know, I listened to them. I, 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 you know, they're out ahead of us. We, li- we listen to people that are older than us. So we listened to them. We let them finish. And they were sharing everything you're saying is right on it. But that's not what God told us to do. God told us to just give it all away. I said, this probably make you mad too. Even in our school, we give away the books. Discipleship, we give away the books. Those ain't $2 books. Go look them up for yourself. Well, a lot of people just take the books, don't realize this is taken for granted, you know. But all this stuff costs. Everybody in the school has gotten an open Bible. There's some people that we, they're in my office, but that, that didn't get their Bible yet. But everybody's got it. Those aren't $5 Bibles. I think they're like 60. I don't know who they are. But, yeah. But what I'm saying is, why? Because God said it. Why? We're playing off of God. We're not playing off of what seems to be the easiest thing to do. And people take us for granted. So this, this, because this is a lot of y'all out. Oh, 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 they're going to take me for granted, then I don't have to do this. It's not about if they take you for granted. It's not about if they don't value it. It's about your obedience. See, when you're playing off of God as your foundation and you're anchored in that, let everything else of, uh, what do you say, uh, what is it, fall out in the wash or come out in the wash or whatever. I, you know, I don't, I don't know what the phrase is. This is close. You just, just let it all, uh, what, what what do I always say? Play itself out. That, that's, at, the, at, at home, that's our line. If, it's, if we know what to do, we do it. If, if we don't always know what to do, we pray about it. If it seems insurmountable and we've done all that we can do, we go, let it play itself out. And we listen for God to tell us how to move as it's playing itself out. But we ain't going to get all frazzled and worked up. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Why? No, no, no. We're playing off of God. If we playing off of us, I guarantee you both of us will be, you know, like, y'all have to counsel us. <laughs> as exhausted as I am and as passionate as she is, y'all would have to counsel us. What do you mean? What? We need to do something. Do something now. Well, I don't think we need to do that. We need to do this. Well, we need to do this. Well, I think you need to do that, That's exactly how we'll go with the creed. <laughs> we move God. That's the truth. We ain't heard you all day like that loud. <laughs> Besides singing. All right, stand on your feet. That's all. That's all for today. Stand on your feet. <clears throat>